Goodbye, Mom. No, what am I saying? What, this? <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> really, it's, uh, it's nothing, Ned. <laughs> it's just, uh, <clears throat> it's just vocal minority with Nick and Steve. We're about ready to get this bitch started. We are. It's really going to happen. Yeah, it's time. We need to do it to save the world. I don't know if we're ready. I don't think I can do it. I'm about to get real angry. We need to start the show. I put all my faith in your offering. Give me a countdown, please. You heard him, Samuel. Do it now. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. We found the groove. Have a good time. Make sure your seatbelts are fastened. Okay, you little bastards. The time has come. The moment we've all been waiting for. It's the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Alabruski. Let's Get go. Get here, Nick. I'm right here, dude. I'm not wearing a seatbelt today, dude. I, nope. I did not strap up. Uh, I'm just going to live a little dangerously today. Is that all right? Well, as the show up and says, someone's got to save the world, and that's what we're here to do. Clearly, somebody's got to. <laughs> so funny, dude. I don't know. You ever listen back to something either you said or did, and you're like, why did I do it? What was, where was my head, dude? What was I thinking? Oh, sure. Some late night stony editing production session. <laughs> yeah. Funny at the time. Rachel was listening to the podcast and she heard that. She was like, who is Samuel? Like, what? Save the world. What are you talking about? I was like, save the world, dude. That's what the podcast is. I mean, right? Public service. We take this stuff seriously. So, but we have to hit a million downloads in order to save the world. So everyone, unless you want the planet to implode, <laughs> right, start spreading yes. the word out there, please. Let me tell you, if you do not subscribe and download this podcast, uh, you're not going to recognize this world. Okay. I mean, you're not going to recognize it. We got to get it done, guys. Yeah, we're not going to have a people. country if they don't do that. No. We're just not going right. to. Yeah, we're all moving to Canada, which there's already a vocal minority show up there. So we're going to have to take them over. So don't make us invade Canada. Let's yeah, just say show. It, let's just say this is the vocal minority. First and foremost, they ripped us off, dude. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't hate them. I mean, imitation is what the sincerest form of flattery. That's what they say. And we had a trademark on this name, but it was an American trademark. So I think the Canadians could have taken it anyway. So who knows? But. You're tuned in to the OG Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Find the website, thevocalminority.net, and find the social medias. We're, we're active again on the socials. Shut down oh. the holidays a little there. I had things to do, but uh, we got some good videos posting. Uh, yeah, got a couple yeah, of them. Yeah, People do. seem to be enjoying them, too. I mean, and some new ones coming. A good one with uh, commentary on females and dating and all this stuff that uh, oh. I think starts off offensive but ends with wisdom. So. Check the websites. Check them out. And to the uh, basement creeper that hasn't bathed in nine days and hasn't had a haircut in quite some time, a mohawk is a choice. And I made that choice. I uh, just wanted to let you know. I love that Nick gets one comment directed at him. It's been, it's been festering in your brain for a week now. It hasn't. It, let me be honest with you. It's not been festering, but it was so funny that when I told Rachel, I, I don't know if you saw the comment, Brewski, someone made on one of our videos. It was like, yeah. uh, 37 years old in a mohawk. That's a choice. 
That's all it said. First of all, I'm not. Uh, no, it said 36. So I'm 46. No, it said 46. Right. 46. Okay. Yes, yes. Which I wondered how how did they? That's pretty close to your age. So how they? Yeah. That, but it's very strange. I must maybe be they're regular listeners. Age. They could be. Yeah. I, it was uh, on the Green Day video. I thought they were talking about one of the Green Day guys, but Nick immediately knew they were poking at him, and Rachel yeah. took apparently great offense to it. Rachel saw it, dude. And, I, and let me be honest with you: this is the first time she's ever seen a, com- a comment, probably that. <laughs> was directed only at me for my <laughs> physical appearance. Yeah. She was no like death uh, threats for harness, just uh, Nick and poked that. Well, we've had plenty of comments that I've been a part of w- about something we've said, but you right. know, when I, it's a physical thing, she was like, uh, I'm going to comment back. I was like, no, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll be addressing him on the show. You bastard. Uh, normally Nick gets complimented on his t-shirts on the YouTube channel. So, uh, someone went after your Mohawk though. So I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I, I it doesn't bother me. It is a choice. I made the choice. But um, speaking of choices with hair, I, for the first time last night, almost called a phone number that offered to regrow my hair. Really? I, I, I mean, I was watching it, and I can always know. Rachel has never told me, like, you should definitely do that. <laughs> she's made little comments, like, uh, would you ever think about doing that? She said things to me in the past, so I know that... I don't know if it bothers her or she knows that it sort of bothers me that my hair is thinned. But I was like, um, last night I was like, I may call that number. That's the best therapy I've seen thus far. I don't know how they do it, but guys walk out in one day with hair that's thick. Oh, come on. Nope. How do you grow anything in 24 hours, let alone Uh hair? Brewski, do you know the answer to that question? No, but I would just suggest you just go get a rug. Oh, yeah. I, well, see, I'm not bald enough to have a rug. I'm not even bald. I'm just th- thin. I, I don't think I can get a rug unless I shave my head. No, not, not just that. There are women, actually, who have full heads of hair who actually go and they buy wigs that they wear, and they still and they just put their hair underneath the wig that, that they're wearing. So you can get a rug totally, yeah. dude. I don't know if I'm that self-conscious about it yet. Well, just do your research on whatever this company is. I've told you, I've said on the show before, I've been taking Propecia now for four years. And, you know, I'm thin, but I still got hair up there. It's It either slowed the loss or has you know leveled it off or something. You yeah. Know Listen, dude, if I was in your boat, I wouldn't even care. I can't even tell you how many times I've thought to myself, I need to find, like, the next girlfriend before I go bald. I just need someone to love me before I go bald. <laughs> right. You know, because then yeah. once she loves me, I can go bald. I don't well, care. But meeting somebody new when you're bald, oh, boy, that's – no, no, no. I, so. But you know what, though? There are chicks out there, especially if you've got a beard, who dig dudes with that are bald and have a beard. Well, welcome to the program. It is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Volabruski. Steve told you we got new videos up. If you haven't gone and watched them, you should probably do it. And in the meantime, gentlemen, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Yeah. Here's some breaking news. Steve's wearing a new T-shirt for the first time in his life. Oh, stand up for us, Stephen. Is that centipede? Is it centipede? Yeah, it kind of looks like the background to a centipede game. What do we got there? This is the shirt you gave me. Oh, is it the KTM shirt? Oh, yes, dude. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking Um, news. This does it. Steve's out. Oh, did that fit all right, huh? It looks good, dude. Yeah, because I'm still 15 pounds underweight. It's fitting just fine. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, good. All right, let's discuss some actual news beyond my cutting-edge fashion. 
Steve Harness. Yes, indeed. Okay, uh, let's see. Let's pick on Elon Musk for a quick moment here. We have um, we've talked about him before. The fact that uh, I don't think he understands so many aspects of his own life. Like, first of all, running a media company like Twitter is and X or whatever the hell it's called now. And, the fact that he keeps offending sponsors and now he's trying to sue people because he lost sponsors. I mean, he's clueless as to how that company works, and I'm finding it a little humorous. Oh, yeah. I'm beyond a little humorous. I, I think the, the problem is is the money, Stephen. I think when you're that rich, you get away with so much for so long that you think that you make your own rules. You could say whatever you want. You become have a God complex. He definitely has it. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, he's just he's only run businesses that are based on selling a product or whatever. Like he's never had to deal with advertisers, you know, where the most where the bulkier revenue comes in from sponsors. And you have to be careful what you say. And Elon Musk can't seem to shut his mouth. He had such a great brand for so long. We all thought like, oh, he's the odd genius who's doing things that will improve the world. I thought for years he was Tony Stark, this billionaire yeah. genius, philanthropist playboy who was going to, you know, put his money into good things. And so the reason he, well, part of the reason he bought Twitter and turned it into X, which that right there shows you the lack of business savvy. You had one of the most famous branded platforms on the planet. You bought it for what it is, and then you changed it into something entirely different. That, if that isn't ego, I don't know what is. Right. It'd be like buying Coca-Cola and then just changing the name. Like, why did you buy it then? You could have started your own social networking site and called it X. But And how did the Saudis, who, who were his bankrollers on this, how were they okay with that change? I'm wondering when he'll have a horse's head in his bed or whatever the Saudis do. When yeah, they're, exactly. they're like, hey, uh, you're kind of wasting our money here. So, But anyway, so but part of what you know Musk has said with Twitter, X thing, is that you know free speech, free speech, free speech. I'm sick of censorship, and you know it's supposed to be a bastion of freedom and speech out there, right? You can yell fire in a movie theater. So here, SpaceX has uh, illegally fired eight workers. For what? For criticizing Elon Musk. <laughs> Oh, no. No, you didn't, Elon. Again, he does not understand. He's running actual companies that have actual principles or rules or guidelines to live by. And, uh, yeah, SpaceX illegally fired eight workers who wrote an open letter laying out their concerns with the management and culture of Elon Musk's rocket company. This was not them, like, bashing on his politics or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. They made this about the job and that they were concerned about management and the culture and things that was going and um uh, fired, fired all eight of them. Dude, that is I mean that's that's really comical. I mean that he thinks that that'll be okay on any level. I mean, he will be paying for that. Well, according to this article, it is against the law for employers to retaliate against workers for exercising quote protected concerted activity uh, or banding together with other workers in hopes of improving their working conditions. Employees who violate the law can be uh, ordered to offer reinstatement or uh, other measures to make the workers whole. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Free Speech had some people stand up, express concerns about the company that they're employed at, and instead of listening to their concerns or, you know, having a conversation, he fired all eight of them not even understanding that it's literally against the law it's not even just a bad image thing it's it's right dude that is so funny i mean he's what that there's no other explanation than he thinks he's god and he can do whatever he wants to do yes yep 
I mean, what an ego on this dude. And mommy is, you know, tweeting or Xing the presidents now, <laughs> trying to get them, you know, on Elon's side. Hey, Mr. Biden, let his contract go through. I mean, this is crazy that he thinks, oh, I could do anything I want. Yes. That's money. And by the way, how stupid is he? Because, you know, Nick and Bruce, you know damn well, I got fired from a radio job once because I went to Human Resources about the program director because he was blackballing me and screwing me over from getting promotions within the company. Back then, I naively thought that Human Resources was there for the employee. Was on your side? (laughs) Right. I now know Human Resources is there to protect the company and the higher-ups management from lawsuits and everything else. So, one hundred. Yeah, HR immediately went to that guy, told him what I had done, but he wasn't dumb enough to turn around and fire me for it. He did the smart thing that most employers do. They found a different reason they made up, you know, they just all of a sudden now I, I broke some other rule and that's why you're being fired. Not because you wouldn't narked on me. Right. That, it's just, was, the timing is just a little odd. Yes. Was, was that the time that you went, you went into the meeting in the suit? No. Well, when he fired me, I wore the suit because I knew yeah. he was going <laughs> But yeah, no, I was trying to get promoted. Uh, another morning show in town was going to hire me as their producer, the Ron and Don. Like, that was my job. And he went over there and stopped it and said, you two are not hiring him. He is mine. You do. And those guys called me and told me, like, bull, that guy's got it out for you, dude. Like, he gave us the threats to up and down that we couldn't hire you. And, and the company not, was telling us at the time, right. like, you know, all, we're promoting. in the same building. We're all these stations. Like, you know, right. we're a big family. It was a publicly listed job, by the way, I applied for. Like, it's completely illegal to go over there and sabotage me like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I complained to HR, but he was smart enough to know I can't fire Steve for that. So he found some other reason. So the genius Elon Musk was not smart enough to just find some other reason to fire these eight people, create some new rule, find that they didn't dress correctly. You know, so he did. What a genius. So I can't wait to see what sort of penalties, fines, or what sort of payouts they have to make to these eight people. I'd love to get fired by Elon Musk, dude. I mean, uh, I'd love to get fired by him any way I could do it. <laughs> but to be fired without cause, I would love it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this. We interrupt our program to bring you a special Here is program. a news bulletin. We interrupt this program to bring you all the humanity and all the state which will live in infamy. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Need to know news. I said, oh, Lord. Lord Jesus is a fire. News you need to know. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Where's Nick? I'm here. I'm ready to go, dude. Get over here, Nick. I'm here. I'm ready. Guy does. He loves me. What are we probably going to do later this evening, Donald? Probably making love. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Are you you one of his kids? One of his daughters? (laughs) (laughs) Expressing so much affection for you. I guess so. Uh, Gosh, where to go? Where to go, boys? I told you uh, last week uh, we talked a little bit about Will Smith, just briefly, that uh, I told you that his assistant had come out and said all these things about him in this uh, kind of a gay Hollywood club, if you'll remember. Right. Some exclusive uh, VIP gay club thing. Yes. They said Uh, said he was a pickle smoocher. That's exactly right. A pickle smoocher. Not that there's anything wrong with that. uh, Will Smith's uh, ex-assistant had these claims that he made on uh, another podcast. I'm going to play you what he said. This is the original audio of what he revealed about Will Smith. Not only a friend, but ex-assistant. Will was not my friend. I was his friend. Oh, I could tell you what goes on on the inside. Everybody else is just speculation. And then I've saw sexual acts that I, one, I walked in on. 
Who'd you walk in on? Him and Dwayne Martin. Hollywood is the hurry up and, and, and wait game. So three minutes later after them telling me, hey, you got eyes on Will. You got we, we, we need him to come watch this. So I'm running all over the, the, the studio. He's not in his dressing room. I go to the cafeteria. I'm like, well, but I see his car there. I'm like, where's this guy at? So now I'm holding Dwayne down too. So I have the keys to his dressing room. I'm on walkie talkie and they calling my cell phone. Yo, we need to get Will here. I'm like, yo, kind of up down. Like I'm trying to find his like, this is, this is unlike him, right? So all right, I open the um, door to Dwayne's dressing room. And that's when I see Dwayne and having anal sex with Will. There was a couch and um, Will was bent over on the couch and Dwayne was standing up, killing him. Murder, like <laughs> murder. It was murder in there. Well, see, dude, that's what I was telling you. Like, yeah. he was murdering him. I mean, oh. that gives quite the visual, right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, it took, uh, let's see, I think it took nine hours for uh, Will Smith and Jada to come out and Sue dispute them. these claims. Yeah. Uh, let me Which see. those two have no credibility to dispute any relationship issues at all. Now that we all know the marriage has been fake and all that. Yes. Oh, and by the way, Will Smith, if this is true, now is the perfect time. First of all, none of us care about if you're gay in Hollywood. Okay. We could care. Yeah. Less. Right. But it would it would make a lot of sense to come out and say, like, listen, I was living with the shame. That's why I had this fake marriage going on. But I'm just going to embrace it now. The marriage was fake. I'm a gay man. And everyone would say, hey, good for you, man. Live your live your true self. Then. Too Except- bad that you had to stay in the closet for so long. You know, that's uh, we feel that's terrible. Welcome out. I, I don't think that the certain communities would would gravitate towards him any longer. Possibly. Which which community? <laughs> Back in Philadelphia on the no, you think you think about the, the black community. I honestly think that that especially amongst those who were very religious, you know, I think that they would not accept him any longer. Now, fortunately, Will's kind of at that point where, uh, like like the Onion had this article one time that said Will Smith, the the black man, everyone in the every white person in the office can agree upon. Right. And granted, you listen, know, I know what you're saying that there's probably still a bit of a stigma in the black community about that. But Will Smith's not an up and coming actor. I mean, no, he's super well established. I would think if anyone could be a front runner, a pioneer on that kind of thing, if anyone was going to be embraced, you know that. It would be him. So yeah, I, I would challenge him to just step it up and be honest about it all. But Smith and Jada uh, Pink denied the allegations, said that they would take legal action. Uh, but in this uh, recent interview, uh, this ex-assistant, uh, Bilal, said that they both know the truth. The reason Will responded, uh, the reason Jada responded is because they know it's true, Bilal said. They responded in less than nine hours. He knows what I saw in that dressing room. He knows other things that I've seen, too. Well, as we've talked about in the show before, you can't sue somebody if it's true. You know, even if it makes you look bad, in your opinion, if it's a factual thing, there's no basis. And obviously, there's other people involved. So uh, discovery is a painful process, well, much like and, sex. And, and I will say this. <laughs> Dwayne Martin was married to Tisha Campbell. Who is Dwayne Martin, by the way? I don't know who that is. Oh, he's been in a, bu- a bunch of um, TV shows, mostly he's UPN an and CW stuff. Okay. Like all of us and all that sort of thing. Um, but he was married to Tisha Campbell. And... If anyone anyone's gonna know what Mr. Martin was doing either around him being around Will Smith or right. before, it'd be Tisha Campbell. 
This is kind of like why Trump threatens a lot of lawsuits but doesn't follow through because they know that at some point discovery and witnesses will come into play and you don't want those things being brought up. So I'll be curious to see if they actually file a lawsuit or just bluster about it. Well, he says, I mean, he brings on the challenge. He said, Jada, listen, in two weeks, if you don't sue me in two weeks, uh, if Tasha Kay, who's the host who had him on when he revealed this, will have me, I'll be back here and I'm dropping evidence. You said I extorted you. You said I was a money shakedown. You said a lot of things about me, Bilal said. Jada, you bald-headed liar and a drug addict is what he says. Actual statements. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Interesting. Well, he doesn't sound like he's backing off. Obviously, if he was making this all up, this would be his chance to, you know, shrink away into the corner. But so, boy, that's interesting. Looks like Smith may be living a life of lies. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we're going to find out because, uh, yeah, hopefully. I don't think she's uh, suing. I don't think just for the same reason you just said, like, you got to prove that it didn't happen, and he can prove it, dude. Apparently, he says he has evidence. So, and this would know. explain why Will Smith jumped up and slapped Chris Rock. I mean, the guy's just got all of this tension and stress bottled down deep inside of him. A little spark is all it takes. Totally. Maybe Chris Rock knew all this stuff too, and he was just having fun needling Will right. Smith. Yeah, yeah you compensating. Know? I mean, he Will Smith was on the spot. What do he do? Something he felt was uber masculine. I'm going to go up yeah. and punch this guy in the face. Like, you compensating much there, Fresh Prince? So, Chappelle, uh, his new special on Netflix just dropped this past week, and uh, it's one of the first things that he talks about is the whole Will Smith and Chris Rock thing. And he said that that night he was watching, thought it was fake, and then after the show, tried to call Chris Rock. And apparently, like, he says Obama and Oprah had been calling Chris Rock, and he wasn't answering. He answered for Dave Chappelle. And Dave Chappelle was like, well. And he was like, well, what? He was like, did it hurt? Was it fake? He was like, yes, it hurt. It was not fake. I mean, he, yeah, came up and did it. So yeah. I don't think it was fake. I think it's exactly what you said. Here's an emasculated guy. He feels anyway. And, uh, you know, his wife has not been good to him. I don't know why he stood up for her like that. I don't get it. That would have been also the perfect time to be like, yeah, you are a bald-headed bitch. Right. <laughs> you should have gone up and uh, kissed Chris Rock, not slapped him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for saying what needed to be said. Well, you, you think about all the stuff that, that she's put him through on that red table thing yeah. that she does. It just He sits there and he takes it and she just, just unmercifully mm. just unloads on him. And There's also, a theme going on here, him taking it and getting unloaded on. <laughs> getting <laughs> murdered, dude, for lack of a better word. <laughs> All right, well, we'll keep you uh, posted on what happens with Bilal, what he has to say further about uh, Will Smith, and we'll see where it goes. We'll keep you abreast, and it'll be the only breast involved in the story, apparently. (laughs) Ah, yes, indeed. (laughs) Need to know news. News you need to know. It's time for another brewski. This one is a crazy brewski. Obviously, I don't believe this word is in any dictionary that, that any of us would ever find. Okay. But... I think if you looked under the, uh, if there were, and you found the word badass, <laughs> yeah, you would see it would say, see Roya Heshmati. See Roya Heshmati. Roya Heshmati is a woman in Iran okay. who refused to be in public with a hijab on. Okay. And she was sentenced to 74 lashes 
for, for not wearing a hijab. It says and she knew she knew that was coming, by the way. I mean, she knew. Right. Well, this is this is what makes her even more badass. When they went and picked her up at her house to take her for uh, to get to get lashed. Yeah. They told her to put a hijab on and she basically told them F off. Let's just do put this it on my bill. Yeah, exactly. And it, wow. they, they brought it says here an Iranian woman who received seventy four lashes for refusing to wear hijab to find a strict dress code, even as she was take taken to be whipped. Roya wow. Hishmati, thirty three, was charged with quote encouraging permissiveness end quote after wow. appearing unveiled on several occasions in the capital Tehran. Wow. Quote. Her penalty of 74 strokes of the lash was carried out in accordance with the law and with Sharia, end quote, and for for violating public morals. Wow. Uh, yeah. Before I assume anything, does it say what religion they are? I mean, Sharia law is Muslim, right? Isn't that exclusive? Yeah, she, she's Muslim. She's Persian, but she's a, she's a Muslim. She's a Persian Muslim. Yeah. Okay. I feel this is where a lot of liberals get a little confused in defending religions and minorities and whatnot. Uh, ben Affleck and Bill Maher famously had this fight on Bill Maher's show years ago, where Bill Maher was saying, like, liberals, it's not that we should be against the Muslim religion, per se, but the culture over there of Sharia law, of gay people being executed in soccer stadiums, of women who can't show their face in public and who would get 74 lashes for speaking out against these sorts of things. And, yeah. and Ben Affleck went off on this, like, you know, you can't discriminate against Muslims because of the religion. And, you know, that's so bigoted of you. And Bill Maher was like, I'm not talking about the religion per se. I'm talking about what they do in this day and age to women and to minorities. Liberals should be uh, protesting that left and right. We should be shocked. No one should be defending it because, oh, it's their religion. Like, that well, is such baloney. Well, exactly. And Sharia law is part of the Muslim religion. Now, right. not every, not every muslim country adheres to it obviously right obviously they do in iran and as you said steve this should be something that that liberals should be protesting against because you're not saying this religion is is awful you're saying that this segment of how they're treating certain members of their society is is unacceptable Right. Yes. Absolutely unacceptable. Yes. In this day and age, it would be like, you know, there there are other religions in their past that would drown witches or whatever. Like, if they were still doing that today, <laughs> like, of course we should be criticizing stoning. them for their actions, you know? Look, look at stoning. You know, we wouldn't put up with her, with the person being stoned. Right. Well, I mean, uh, you know, there are people out there that are like this. And the, the, the more that we don't stand up as liberals and protest this kind of stuff, the more people are forced to be as strong as this lady was right. and have to try and make a point. We all know what happened to Malala. Uh, and yeah, what an incredible person, incredibly brave, who was a child and was shot because she wanted to go to school. Like, there's some of these things in here that we have to protest and they have to be removed. It's right. a human rights issue. Absolutely. And I can't, you know, I'll be curious to see what happens to this woman. There's no way that she got her lashes and they're all just going to ignore her now. She'll continue to protest because she feels it in her soul, and they will up the ante significantly. She's going to end up dead sooner than later. And I'm sure she knows that. And I'm sure she's making the sacrifice so the women that are younger than her maybe won't have to go through this. You know, she's a martyr. And people like us need to talk about it. Well, it says here... um, as the lashes struck my body, I whispered, in the name of woman, in the name of life, 
dawn will come. Yeah, that's I something. Mean, listen, that's to be applauded for sure. I just feel bad for her that either she's unwilling or unable to get the hell out of that area. And by the way, I understand someone who may not want to leave their home. It's their home, you know, but... But yeah, that's a that's a fight worth fighting. But the, the people on the front line, like her, I mean, that's not going to end well. This is also some empathy to for people to think about. That is like, you know what? I don't mind people coming to this country if they do it legally. Like this is the type of persecution that people are escaping from to try and come and just live a somewhat of a normal life. Right. Uh, that you have, we we have to. I I can't even fathom that, dude. I can't well, no. fathom it. It's the same with migration coming from uh, South and Central America. It would be like me if my kids and I were under persecution. And I decided to walk to Canada from California. Like, yes, that's a long trip that no parents would ever take if it wasn't a absolute necessity. So this whole like, oh, they just want to get here and be moochers. Like, no, they are fleeing persecution and terrible lifestyles and walking across countries to try to get here. They know they might die on it. They know they might die. In fact, it's a good chance they might die on this journey. Or be enslaved or into prostitution or, I mean, all sorts of terrible things with the, you know, mafias and mobs going on down there. That is a badass, Brewski. Bison Brewski. I would would suggest if, if you get a chance... Do a Google search on her name, and um, there's a picture on this news story. And when I tell you her back, her her back is purple. It, it looks like a raspberry. Mm. Yeah, I would imagine once you get ten or twenty lashes, it's all probably the same. I mean, she's probably numb at that point. But seventy four lashes. I mean, seventy four. And the thing about this is that really she murdered me. someone, right? She did something terrible, right? No, she she just didn't wear a headscarf and, right. because men supposedly can't control themselves. Right. How about just making dudes be responsible adults and, and control their urges? Like, yeah. the, like they're going to see her hair and get all horned up and, and commit some sort of unspeakable act. You know right. what I how, mean? How many lashes do rapists get in that culture over there? Is it zero? Yeah, I would think it probably. I think you're probably <laughs> right on with that. Uh, we know horny on this show. Uh, you know, we've been trying to control the animal that we call harness for a while now. I mean, mm-hmm. he's horny, right. but you can control yourself, right? You don't just go around uh, lusting and licking. It is such women. a misnomer that, you know, horny people are rapists. <laughs> right. Like, that's completely not true. Rape is a violent act of aggression. It's not yes. uh, about getting off. And um, yeah, otherwise, every man would be raping 24-7. Every guy is always like that. I mean, it's preposterous to try to connect those dots. Say your name again, Bruski. It's Roya, R-O-Y-A, Heshmati, H-E-S-H-M-A-T-T-I, M-A-T-I. M-A-T-I. This yeah. is and, and I will tell you this. Looking at her photo, her face photo, yeah. she's, a, she's a stunning woman. Well, we give same- her uh, one of these on the program, Brisky. Oh, now you are a champion. Yeah. You, you want to come live in Northern California? <laughs> <laughs> I, will t- I will tell you, she's a stunning woman. But at the same time, as a single man uh, at age 52, I believe I could see her on the street and see her hair not covered by a scarf and be able to control myself <laughs> and not have the urge to assault her or, right. or do anything untoward. Wow. 
Yeah. Okay. Hey, look at you. Kudos to you, man. That's yeah. something. That's I some... mean, I think if that was true, like, you know, poor Jennifer Aniston or some beautiful, they'd just be getting raped 24 hours a day, just every day. Right. <laughs> you didn't leave the house, dude. Come on. Right. So, Jeez. Well, yeah. Right. but yeah, if she wants to move here, she can beat me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. What is wrong with you? This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Start the news chant, please. Jeez. Come on. News, news, news. I'm working. Thanks, on it. Steve. <laughs> you are. You're welcome. You As are I was saying, I am. Yeah, therapy meds. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to meds. humanize these things. A little humor takes it down, and I makes it more relatable. So yeah. I'm trying to take attention off her. People can be mad at me instead. So not said. Exactly. All right. Speaking of people who say dumb things, <laughs> at least <laughs> yeah. I make a joke out of it. Uh, Trump has been on a weird little streak this week where if you've been questioning his sanity, I, I think you're probably on to something. Okay. Uh, Trump's weird campaign rally tangent about magnets attracted ah. mockery on social media. Why would he even be talking about magnets in the first place? Why this guy doesn't have enough control to know what topics he doesn't have any clue about. But... Here we he go. knows more than most, dude. He knows more than most. Well, more than the generals, Steve. Yeah, he does. He does feel that way. And how dangerous is that? Mm. Uh, the Republican 2024 frontrunner uh, earlier this week uh, complained to a crowd of supporters in Mason City, Iowa, about uh, electric catapults and magnetic elevator systems for U.S. aircraft carriers, oh. because obviously no one's put any thought into how to design aircraft carriers. Right. The uh, four-time indicted former president polarized with this line. He says, all I know about magnets is this. Give me a glass of water. Let me drop in those magnets. That's the end of the magnets. Why would he think the dropping magnets in water? Like, he thinks they're based on electricity, not, like, magnetic. You know, it's a different type of electrical field. Is that what he was trying to say? That a magnet would work if it was in water? But they're putting them on our aircraft carriers. No one's thought this through, huh? Yeah, uh, he. Well, this is the same guy who thought that we had aircraft in the Revolutionary War. I mean, uh, the, I mean, this is the same guy who said like, uh, put it, put the disinfectant in your body. I mean, right. we know who we're working with. Do you know this woman, Jojo? Oh, and Jojo she, from Jersey. She's yes. Jojo from Jess. She's on on Twitter. Her. Jojo from Jersey. Yeah, I know her. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I'm just going to read her tweet because I think she summed it up nicely for all of us. Okay. Uh, Donald Donald Trump said that magnets don't work in water. That no one would know who Lincoln was if he hadn't uh, if we hadn't had the Civil War, and that there were airports during the Revolutionary War, all while bragging about being able to identify an elephant correctly because he's an effing moron. Wow, and she, I mean, she hit the nail on the head, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and yes, we've talked before about these airports during the Revolutionary War, which he's, I believe, now said more than once. Yes. And yes, what about this uh, Civil War commentary this week that uh, Trump oh, feels yeah. that Lincoln should have negotiated better or that Trump could have gone back in time? If he had been back there, he would have negotiated because he's the master. Like, yeah. Dude, I, what level God. of ego do you have to have to uh, presume backwards time travel and you could have fixed everything? <laughs> totally, dude. And what he was saying about the uh, you know negotiation and everything with it, it reminded me of one thing. And it really showed Trump's colors. Do you know what it reminded me of? Hmm. This is total. No, this is total apprentice talk. Like, I could have negotiated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, are you kidding me? Now you have your your uh, carnival barker. 
And I would love to know, by the way, what was he envisioning as a compromise when one side wants to own humans and the other side doesn't? Yes. Was he going to say, hey, nine to five, let the slaves work, and then afterwards <laughs> they get evenings and weekends off, okay? No more civil war. <laughs> yeah, you well, can own one person, not three. Yeah. Well, here's my problem, is that obviously, and this is no big surprise, obviously Mr. Trump has never read the Cornerstone speech, which was given by Alexander H. Stevens, who was the Confederate vice president. Yes. You could have said Trump has never read and inserted anything. There. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't even read the art well, of the deal, dude. Come on. Right. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you, but if you listen, but if you, if you, if you look at the text of that speech, Stevens lays out the cornerstones of what they're fighting for. And he talks about African slavery as being proper. And, and, and he says here, the, this, the new constitution has put a, put at rest forever. All the agitating questions relating to our peculiar institution of African slavery, as it exists amongst the proper status of the Negro and our form of civilization. I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, this is what good people like Lincoln call a non-negotiable like this. We can't negotiate this. There's wrong. There's right. We're going to fight for the wrong uh, right side, you know. So I'm saying, what what would the middle ground have been there, Mr. Art of the Deal? And this is also coming from the uh, tribe that has in the past eight months been talking about the fact that, you know, what uh, black people that were slaves actually, like, learned woodworking and, oh, like, they were skills. given a lot of valuable skills, you know. <laughs> like, yes. oof. Could have solved that whole slavery thing. Yeah, I could, I could have taken care of that. It would have been no issue. Well, if you think that's funny, you're right. Do you have news you need to know? Like, need to know news? How about news you need to know? Do you feel like you need to know? What if we could guarantee only news you need to know? You know, the need to know news. I think we might be on to something you need to know. Perhaps it's news. Let's see if we need to know it. I know you need to know it. For crying out loud. The branding. Uh, hey, let's talk about the way religion has changed since, uh, you know, Trump came into this picture. I mean, I, you know, we've talked about it on the program before, uh, where, uh, polls and surveys have been taken and, uh, you know, the MAGA crowd tends to trust Donald Trump more than their own priest or faith leader. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And how all these devout evangelicals are all for Trump, even though he's been married multiple times, infidelities, I mean, all of these mortal sins, gluttony, greed, sloth, I mean. It's a forgiving God, Steve. Gluttony. Uh, you know, come on. Yeah, gluttony, that's right. Uh, Jumping in your pants. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's... <laughs> Jumping in your pants is a sin, dude. We know that to be true. Yeah. Uh, let me talk about the fact that there has not been the opportunity. I don't, maybe that's not right. There's not been people that are Christians uh, that have stepped up and said, you know what? What you're all accepting is so wrong. And that's not what Christianity is about. There has been some calls from the back here and there. But I feel like people are finally starting to step up that are christians uh and and come and say like you guys are contradicting yourself you know this is not what christianity is right but you had a great story a few months ago about how some pastors or reverends or whatever were saying that and they were being told that they were now liberal or jesus was too progressive like yeah you got mine screwed right uh do you guys know who john fugel sang is yes he's a comedian Yeah, it's really funny.
Yeah, he's a comedian, actor, and uh, he does some um, he does some work on CNN. He's a correspondent on CNN and MSNBC. Hmm. He was on, and he's obviously religious. I believe he comes from uh, ex nun as a mother. Okay, and his father, I think, was uh, priest. Okay? okay, he was on MSNBC. He started to talk about religion and the hypocrisy of these right-winged religious people. Um, I'm going to play with this. that background is either so pro-religious or completely anti-religious. So I'm curious to see which way he is. Well, here he is, dude. I would love to leave behind right-wing fundamentalists and Christian nationalists who use Jesus, whose birth we celebrate, as a prop while legislating and fighting against his actual teachings. There's a lot of right-wing brothers and sisters in this country who identify as Christian and they care about the manger and the crucifix. Uh, Jesus is not an ally of the Republican Party. There is no overlap between Jesus and the policies of Donald Trump. In South Carolina, they tried to have a bill this year calling for the death penalty for abortion. We're so pro-life, we'll kill you. Seeing the Pope this week enraged these right-wing Christians so much because he acted like Jesus in blessing gay unions. Jesus is not anti-immigrant. He commands people to welcome the stranger. He never mentions abortion. The Bible never condemns abortion. We've had two generations of Christians in this country who have been groomed to believe criminalizing abortion is something to do with what Jesus talked about. Christ was a peaceful, radical, nonviolent revolutionary, never mentioned gay people. He commanded you to pay your taxes, to welcome the stranger. Individuals and nations must care for the poor and sick in Matthew 25. He who lives by the sword must die by the sword, Luke 22. If you want to criminalize abortion and put people in jail because you're so Christian when Jesus never mentioned abortion, but you support the death penalty, which Christ actually opposed, if you support those things, then the rest of us aren't obliged to take your claims of Christian piety seriously anymore, and the media is to blame because the media loves the bad guy and has made the Falwells and the Robertsons pass for what Christianity is for a generation. It's time to take the Bible back from the hypocrites and thugs. It's interesting, oh. dude. We don't Amen, need to believe brother. in you. If you're gonna if you're gonna make all this up, like we don't need to believe in what you're spewing. Right. Uh, you know, that hypocrisy right there is just at the fundamental core of the conservative movement. They are hypocrites. We pointed it out a zillion times. We'll do it a zillion more times because they keep pointing it out themselves. And uh, so, yeah, I've never understood how any religious person can wrap their head around Trump or, like you said, being, you know, pro-death penalty or discriminating against uh, immigrants or minors. I mean, it's it's. That I, I seriously cannot comprehend the hypocrisy of it all. I love what he says there when he says that these uh, right-wing and, and vele- uh, uh, Christians uh, love the manger. They love the crucifix. Like, But you don't know anything about what Jesus actually did in this book that we call a Bible. Yes. If Jesus was resurrected right now, he would be a flaming, hippie, progressive liberal. Yes. Long hair and all. Yeah, and he said, yeah. "Take care, you. We take care of people not only from the you know across the street or in our country, but from other nations. Like all this stuff. Like you should be so disappointed in yourself if you ten years ago believed in these teachings, and now you're just setting them to the side. Yeah, you know, like you should really be disappointed in yourself as a human. 
there's so much cherry picking that goes on in religion. So I love to hear someone like him who comes from a credible background on the topic to to call some of it out. The people are commenting and they're like, you know, did you notice his mother was an ex-nun? Like, he's pissed off. You know, that's why he's saying. I was like, no, dude, you're not listening to what he said, first of all. Exactly. That's why I always say, if you have religion in your life because it gives you comfort or answers to some questions, it's something that you you know hold dear to your heart and keep it there, fine. Yep. It's when yeah. you're pushing it on other people and twisting the words of the Bible to try to be some moral police out there. Like, no, screw you. Seems so black and white, right, that we would say, like, uh, you know, you're pro-life, but uh, let's kill a man that try, you know, or kill somebody. Like, you believe in the death penalty for trying to get an abortion, maybe to save my life? Right. That was a great line. You're so pro-life, you want to kill people. <laughs> yeah. Like, you do, dude. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. I'm hoping to see more of it because I hate the, uh, you know, I hate this image that all Christians are getting. Uh, You know, this is not normal. This is not normal. So. There I have go. to remind myself every now and again, like, you know, my, my cousin is, uh, is a proud gay woman, lefty, liberal, progressive, and she's a priest or a preacher, yeah. pastor, reverend, something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like she has found a church that, you know, is not discriminatory and is progressive and does believe in preaching the actual word of the Bible. So she's embraced that and is trying to be a part of it, a public part of it. Yeah. yeah right. And that's happening more and more. You know, we see this. What some people consider a huge win, which some consider a small win with Pope as blessing gay unions. Uh, I think I've told you guys before, when Rachel converted to Catholicism, uh, it was one of her big things is when she was going through the whole process of this and the learnings. She told this deacon that she was working with, she was like, I don't know if I can say that I believe in all of this. There's things I believe in, but yeah. like I believe in gay marriage. I believe love is love. And he was like, you're at a Catholic church on Capitol Hill. Like, of course you do. <laughs> so right. do I. And right. and it's what made her feel comfortable, you know. Right. Yeah. So, and my yeah. cousin's in Minneapolis, Minnesota, a very liberal, progressive city and all that. So, you know, it makes sense. I just wish that was the face of religion that was shoved in all of our faces more. You yes. Know, the progressive, right. open-minded, encompassing side, not this discriminatory, you're wrong side. Yes. Yes. It makes uh, religion very ugly uh, is what I feel. Yeah. Know. Makes it easy for me to criticize, so you people should stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this. We interrupt our program to bring you a special. Here is program. a news bulletin. We interrupt this program to bring you the humanity and all the states which will live in infamy. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Need to know news. News you need to know. The night's a poppy. What else would you have to fear besides fear? Isn't that like saying. I always wondered, dude, what was he saying? (laughs) The only thing we have to fear, of course we fear fear. The only thing that will get you wet is a liquid. (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't sound as inspiring when you say it, dude. (laughs) I think FDR was trying to say, I don't know, I I guess... I know the philosophical point, but of course, fear is what you have to fear. Yeah, (laughs) it's just only one step above. (laughs) This day will not be forgotten. That's the better historical quote. (laughs) Yes. All right, Brewski. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I've got a story about something we we should fear, and that's uh, angry customers in uh, fast food restaurants. Uh I've seen a lot of good videos on that topic. Getting bad out there. Yes. Taco Bell worker slapped by angry customer who blew up his own microwave. Will Smith? 
<laughs> I was playing when it was Will mad. Right. So wait, he went home and what? Microwave the burrito and the burrito, the microwave blew up. That's exactly what happened. Oh, wow, okay. It says American fast food chain Taco Bell is a popular option for those looking for an affordable and convenient Mexican meal. Yeah, sure. <laughs> However, a range of meals from burritos to crunch wraps and of course tacos. When it comes to refreshing refreshing and reheating a meal from the popular restaurant chain, you might want to uh, open it up and take it out of the foil before you put it in the microwave. Oh, oh, I was going to say, obviously, this guy did something stupid. So, yeah. One customer who made it out of follow that vital step is now going viral after blowing up his microwave and returning to Taco Bell with a vengeance. Oh, that's funny, dude. Well, well there's an idiot go. for you. Well, you're done. You're effing done. I'm going to sue your ass off. The man can hear be heard declaring to the to the employee, one of the managers in the store, when asked if he liked he would like new food, the man exclaimed, "Plus, you're going to pay for my effing microwave. It blew up." Wow, he's Let's angry. See how long it takes for Taco Bell wrappers to now say, "Please don't microwave this foil wrapper." I'm sure they agitated. do. He stated, "Oh, you're smiling," before slapping the the employee across the face <laughs> to a chorus of shocked reactions from other customers and workers. Wow, wow. I have uh, said many a time, I feel really badly for anyone's job in retail where you got to deal with the public. Because it, it may only be one out of 100, but if you're in Taco Bell, that's several the day you're going to get. People are just so entitled to treat you like dirt because they feel that they're they're spending a couple of bucks. So that somehow gives them the right. Isn't that something, dude? Yeah. Well, you have to watch out for crazy customers because they will come back and they will slap you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And there's some good videos out there of either the fast food or Starbucks workers fighting back, which I find hilarious. Yes. Or there's a couple where a customer will stand up there and say, don't talk to them that way and smack someone in the face. And I'm always like, you know, kudos to you. Man. Yes. Didn't we? That's what we learned growing up. I'll tell you what, I, I guarantee the three of us will be kinder to a janitor than we will a CEO. You know, like right. you just be kinder to people, you know, are out busting it for probably little to no money. Like, right. come yeah. on, dude. This is why the Musks and the Kardashians of the world will never understand, because they've never had to work some crappy job and be screamed at by some entitled douchebag. So. True. Yeah. 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 Exactly. should be like public service. Everyone should go work McDonald's for a month or two. <laughs> just, uh, just see how it feels. Shoes. 100%. This is the only news you need to know. After all, this is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Enough said. All right, let's wrap things up with uh, this truly is need to know news. I'm so uh, glad the Huffington Post published an article entitled Bad News. You're probably wiping wrong. Oh, Oh. really? I would like to know if I'm wiping right or not. (laughs) Right. So let's get the skinny on this. Well, let's find out first, dude. Are we all under the same umbrella where I, you know, wipe it till it's white is my theory. You know, wow. I, I, I'm going to wipe it till it's white. I'm not going to see any poo on the paper. I don't care if it's a little tiny. But like, I wipe it until that toilet paper is white. What if, mm-hmm. what if it's red? <laughs> well, that's oh. a problem. And uh, going long enough. Yeah. Uh, my philosophy, we've talked about it before, unfortunately, is um, <laughs> I get 98% of the uh, the work done with the toilet paper, but then I use a, a wet wipe and uh, yeah. do that final cleanse. And no, I don't flush it because that's bad. So. All right. Brewski, you wipe it until it's white. I don't know. I like to make sure everything is taken care of, but I, I don't actually have a. 
little brown color, on the crown. Never heard a color of chart. I don't, I don't have a color <laughs> chart or anything like that, but I, you know. All right. The uh, preferred method of wiping is, quote, not wiping. According to nationally renowned anal surgeon, Dr. Evan Goldstein, anal surgeon. Why would you go in that profession? But I digress. Uh, he says, okay, we're getting into some detail here. When you're looking at someone's anus, to the left and the right are these wrinkles. It's like an accordion. It opens, it closes. Ah. It's the surgeon. Okay. The front and the back towards the vagina or towards the penis and testicle area or towards your tailbone, uh, the skin there is not wrinkled. It is very thin. When we wipe, where do we wipe, he says, usually from front to back. And that's where the thin skin is. We all wipe so much that what happens over time? You tear the skin, it gets irritated, and it gets very angry at us. An angry (laughs) Bloody. It's bloody. He says instead of wiping, Goldstein suggested cleaning the area without toilet paper. Nick, you're going to like this. I'm a huge fan of bidets. He says, oh, my. Yeah, dude. Everyone should have a bidet. Yes. He says you uh, you always want to make sure you're uh, drying yourself afterwards. But because you can thoroughly wash the anus without harming it or touching it directly, uh, he said, or a, a quick shower if you don't have a bidet. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. They actually sell these attachments now that you put on the lip of your toilet um, and uh, you tie it into the water line going into your toilet and it's actually, uh, you can turn any toilet into a bidet. Mm, Yes, I have seen those actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, And unfortunately for me, he says uh, he's uh, firmly anti-wet wipes. He says they are so terrible, not only for the environment, but for your whole uh, there's so many companies out there throwing uh, throwing wipes, and I think they should all be banned. I see 90 people a week in my office, and I would say the one-third of them are people coming in through uh, from wet wipe-induced issues. He wow. said, think about it. We have bacteria, good bacteria and uh, bad bacteria. There's a homeostasis. Um, uh, apparently, he's saying the uh, the wet wipes take away some of the good and bad bacteria, so you're getting your uh, your sphincter out of balance down there. Maybe it's good to have a little brown, you know, hanging around. If he's saying going from front to back is bad, then what? can I just go back to front then? Doesn't that solve that problem? Uh, you can. I don't think women can. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, uh, you want to back stuff into there. Okay. Yeah. You, But it, I don't know why he's not recommending a side to side. If, if the wrinkles are on the sides, right. why can't you go side to side? I feel like he's staunchly anti-toilet paper. Like, he's so pro-bidet, he's leaving out our, our other options. Like, for those of us that don't have a bidet that aren't going to install one, <laughs> what's the I'll, best way, Doc? I'll tell you what, though, dude. My life changed when I got a bidet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really did. Really? So, yeah, oh, dude, the exact same thing you're talking about, Brisk. You go on Amazon. I think I paid, uh, you know, close to $40. And uh, it's it's incredible, dude. I mean, you sit there. And uh, it just cleans up for you. And then I always end because he says do dry, although it has an air dryer on it. But I always take a little piece of paper and go back there and just air dry, make sure it got everything. You're all good to go, dude. One piece Mm -hmm. of toilet paper every time. And there's usually nothing on it. Well, you're doing it the most correct out of all of us then. I feel like my bacteria balance has been fine, so I don't see the, the downfall, but... Who knows? Well, maybe, well maybe it hasn't, dude. You don't know about it. Maybe you don't know about it. Mm. And but maybe the, the whatever solution they put on the wipe 
the the cleaners who knows what chemicals they put in those things if i sent you a bidet uh for your birthday would you put it would you use it I've literally never tried one, so I, I guess I don't know. I mean, I've always been resisted. I've been at hotels and stuff that had one. A house I moved into a few years ago had one you're talking about. I yeah. uninstalled it. Like, get that thing off there. Put a normal toilet seat back on. Dude, oh, if, you, if you try it, I guarantee you'll like it. Uh, I guarantee it. I mean, I guarantee it. Sometimes I sit on it a little extra long. I mean, it feels so good, right? So, yeah. I suppose I, I might like it a little more if the water were warm. It's an option, dude. God, it's an option. Yeah, it, it warms it. the yeah. water? Yeah, dude. It's a little higher price for a, a water warmer on one. But, yeah, they've got, you got wow. it all. Dude. Mm. So if you got the green, you can solve your brown issues. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, I know you... You, I know you said uh, move on. I'm just going to leave you guys with a very quick clip of audio and something for you to think about until our next show, okay? All right. Did you hear what Megan Kelly said on live TV? It was just brief, but she said it on live TV. And we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact. We're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. Uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. Uh, she's saying, uh, you know, she's uh, people are wondering, is Epstein, you're saying that Epstein might be alive? You're no. saying that his death may have been faked? Are you saying uh, what I thought initially is, well, maybe she's just saying there's videos of him. Yes. That's how I took that, that he's recorded stuff on camera. It's not like he's hanging out with Elvis or something like that. No, the internet broke, done. dude, and uh, all thought, you know, uh, here's all these conspiracy theories that, you know, like, yeah, he died in prison, uh, committed suicide. You know, for the longest time, people were saying, oh, he was killed in prison. Yes. But, after this whole thing, people were saying he's still alive. No. Uh, obviously, people have come out and said, like, uh, you know, he was autopsied in 2019 by the New York chief medical examiner, Barbara Sampson. The autopsy was observed by a pathologist appointed by Epstein's lawyers. So yeah. uh, he's dead, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> He's dead, but you've seen this in a million movies. When you're at the center of some conspiracy or, you know, shady thing going on like Epstein was involving a bunch of powerful people, that puts you in a vulnerable position. Those powerful people can make you disappear. So yeah. what do you do? You document it all and you say, if I ever go missing, you know, some link on the Internet's about to go yes. live. people. So that's, yeah, I'm sure, what he did. Here's his thumb drive. You know, yeah, yeah I'm sure. Well, we'll uh, see what comes out in the info, and uh, yeah, we'll keep on the story for sure. You have been a part of something real today, something uh, big, bigger than yourself. It's The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Alabruski, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Yep. Find the website, thevocalminority.net. Find the social media. Share. Share like it's acid at a Grateful Dead concert. Mm, goodbye, Bruski. Avida saying Bruski. And we say bye bye. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop.